you are listening to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin and I believe that anyone can cook. Since being diagnosed with endometriosis, I have been on a journey to find out what food makes me feel great. By cooking my meals from scratch, not only have I started feeling much better, I've also fallen in love with cooking completely. So every week we explore a new topic that can help us feel better and become better cooks and then I share a recipe with you so you can cook along with me if you want. You can always find the recipes and the transcripts from the podcast on my website, thefromscratchbody.com. Do you ever use poppy seeds at home? They're fun and surprisingly tasty for their tiny size, and we will learn that they hold some great nutritional properties as well. So check this out. They are tiny but full of nutrition. There are many beautiful poppy plant variants, and they have been used as natural remedies by many people around the world. But the opium poppy is the one that gives us poppy seeds that we can use in baking and also in other ways in our food. You've probably seen them on top of loaves or... Uh, You've probably seen them on top of loaves of bread or bagels uh, if you haven't used them yourself already. And if you've seen my 10 tips for perfect bread every time video, then you will see my little rant about putting seeds on top of bread and that we maybe should put them in bread instead. Go and check that out on YouTube. These tiny seeds, though decorative and tasty, might not have been something you considered as super healthy or useful in a nutritious way, but you'll learn that this is far from the case. Poppy seeds are rich in nutrients, particularly manganese. One tablespoon provides about 26% of your daily intake, though keep in mind that a tablespoon of poppy seeds is quite a lot. Manganese is great for bone health, blood sugar regulation, metabolizing carbohydrates, which is great because they are usually on top of bagels, and prevent blood clotting. They also contain iron, zinc, calcium and copper, as well as fiber, fat and protein. It's almost crazy to think that there's anything nutritious in something as tiny as these seeds. But there you go. But as I said, obviously, they're very small and we usually have a very small amount of them. So don't have a tiny bit on top of your bagel and then think that you've had the manganese that you need for the day. As poppy seeds contain a lot of healthy fats, you can also get poppy seed oil, which can be used as a cooking oil, but is maybe more commonly found as an ingredient in beauty products. The unsaturated fats can be helpful for the prevention of heart diseases like stroke and heart attack, which is amazing. Poppy seed oil is rich in omega-6, which is beneficial for our bodies, but only up to a point. You want a good omega-6 to omega-3 ratio, so make sure that you get those omega-3s as well. However, for most of us with a fairly limited consumption of both poppy seeds and the oil, this is unlikely to be a concern. So as I mentioned before, getting enough of your recommended daily intake of manganese or any of the great nutrients from poppy seeds alone will perhaps be a struggle. But as we learn about all these different great nuts, seeds and legumes that provide similar nutrients, we can combine them in our cooking in a really nice way. And I have spoken about all sorts of different types of food, different ingredients that contain a lot of these amazing nutritious properties. So do check earlier episodes out and look at how you can combine these different foods to get actually get enough of, for example, manganese in your diet. 
and you can confidently dunk your bagels in these seeds as topping before you pop, pun intended, them in the oven. And before we take a break, I'm going to leave you with a bit of a random fact. There is apparently some research that indicates that having products derived from poppy seed oil flushed through your fallopian tubes can increase fertility. I mean, don't quote me on this. I just read it on the interwebs, but it might be worth a try. After the break, yes, we are going to make sourdough bagels and we're going to dunk them in poppy seeds. Making your own bagels is, for me, the pinnacle of baking. It's actually an incredibly fun activity and the result is absolutely to die for. I have done regular bagels in the past, if you've listened to previous episodes or checked out my website, but now let's give the sourdough version a go. This is the most fun day in the kitchen. If you have your active sourdough starter, go back to previous episodes if you need some info on that, you can go ahead and make these with me. Now do note there are a few rounds of resting, rising and proving involved when baking sourdough. The time you need to let it rise depends on the temperature where you are. If you are doing the bread in warmer months or warmer climates, two to six hours might do the job for rising, whereas in colder periods or colder areas, it might need more like eight to 12 hours. So keep this in mind when you start the process, as you might, for example, want to do the big rise overnight. There are quite a few different steps to this process, as you will see, but don't get discouraged as making bagels is so much fun. It can be a great group activity for friends and family, like the steps of shaping the bagels and dipping them in toppings, so you can get kids involved, friends involved. I learned a lot about sourdough baking from a website called The Clever Carrot, and I can't thank Emily enough for her amazing guidance when I first started out as a sourdough novice. You can check out tons of fantastic sourdough recipes on her website. However, I have made a few health-based changes to the lovely bagel recipe that she does. I use a bit of a variation in flour, as well as lower sugar and salt content, just so that's said. So here is a result tested many times, for research purposes, of course. Sourdough bagels, this makes 16 bagels. The total time is a bit hard to say, so keep in mind what I said before about rising times and temperatures. You need 300 grams of active sourdough starter, 500 grams of lukewarm filtered water, or a bit more for a softer dough, 20 grams of granulated sugar, 500 grams of white bread flour, 500 grams of wholemeal bread flour, or you could just use a kilo of white flour if you prefer, 10 grams of fine sea salt and then some toppings of your choice. You can do different toppings on different bagels too. You can combine them. So for example, poppy seeds, sesame seeds, flax seeds, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, pumpkin spice mix, everything bagel spice mix, nutritional yeast, sea salt flakes. I mean, basically the list goes on, but those are some of my absolute favorites and you know suggestions of what you can do. Step one, mixing. In a large bowl, mix your starter, water and sugar together gently. Bit by bit, add the flour and salt. When everything is mixed well, but the dough is still kind of messy and shaggy, cover with a damp tea towel and let rest for up to one hour. 
Step two is the big rise. Next, you form the dough into a smooth ball and you cover again. You don't need to knead the dough really, just make sure you have a smooth, nice, even dough. Now it needs to do the big rise, which can take anything from two to 12 hours, depending on a lot of factors, mainly the temperature where you are. If you have a proofing machine, like a Magimix Cook Expert, which you will know that I have if you've looked at my YouTube or similar, uh, where you can control the airflow and the temperature, you may not need more than two to three hours. The same goes for when you're baking in very hot months of the year or in very hot climates in the world. However, most of the time you'll need a good six to eight hours and in colder months or colder areas, more like eight to 12. So for example, in the winter, I mix everything in the evening and I let it rise overnight. What you're looking for is a dough that has risen to twice its size. So that's what you're looking for here. Pretty simple rule. If you're letting it rise in the bowl you've been using, cover it with a damp towel or two. Step three, dividing the bagels. Cover two oven trays, the largest you have, with baking paper. I recommend lightly coating with cooking oil or spray to prevent the dough from sticking, which can happen after it's been in the water, which will make sense in a moment. Take the dough out of the bowl it's been rising in onto a floured work surface. Cut into 16 equally large pieces. You can even weigh these to make them identical if you want. Aim for about 115 grams each. Roll each piece into a ball and let rest on the baking trays for 10 to 15 minutes. Step four, shaping the bagels, second rise. Take one ball at a time and make a hole in the middle with your finger. Stretch the hole gently, make the hole larger than you are used to seeing in a bagel because remember they will expand both in the water and in the oven when they cook or bake. So this hole gets smaller again. I find it easiest to hold the ball up in front of me and stretching it by going around in a circular motion. I'm realizing I should do a video on my YouTube channel for this. It's quite visual. Put the bagels back on the trays and cover with damp towels and let them rest they will gently rise at this point, but not much, for about 20 minutes. Step five is the most fun because now you're going to simmer the bagels in water. Towards the end of the rise, add a large amount of boiling water to a saucepan. I like using a wide saucepan or a deep saute pan so that I have space for more than one bagel at a time here. Add a bit of honey to the water and whisk. Add two or three bagels in the pot and let them simmer in the boiling water for about 30 seconds to a minute on each side. Transfer the simmered bagels back to the baking tray using a slotted spoon to avoid bringing too much of the water with you onto the tray. Step six is dipping in toppings and baking. Turn your oven on to 220 degrees Celsius. That's about 210 for a fan-assisted oven. That's 425 degrees Fahrenheit. On a plate or a not too deep bowl, mix together your chosen toppings. If you are doing different toppings for different bagels, you can of course have a whole station of bowls or take in turns in one bowl. So a little family tip here, the bagels should now have cooled down a bit. So this is a perfect step to have little helpers assist with if you like. Dip each bagel in the toppings. Make sure you dip the rounder, prettier side that looks like a natural top. Place back on the tray and bake in the oven for 20 to 25 minutes, depending on your oven. Each one is different. Flip them and do a couple more minutes where the bottom gets to cook. 
Let them cool on a wire cooling rack and, who am I kidding, eat immediately. <laughs> the bagels will stay nice and fresh for a couple of days, but can get a bit hard after that. So after they cool, I recommend freezing a few so you can enjoy them as fresh without wasting a single one. Now, don't be discouraged if your first sourdough projects aren't perfect in every way. The fun is in improving and experimenting. That amazing, distinct smell filling your kitchen will be so satisfying. I'd love to see your sourdough baking, so do share it on Instagram and tag the From Scratch Body and hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. And if sourdough is a bit too much for you, do remember that I have a regular bagel recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com as well. And you can find that and this sourdough bagel recipe on the website if you need to have it in front of you while you're cooking. Thank you for listening and I will catch up with you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember that you can always check out the recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com, if you want to have it in front of you when you're cooking. But be brave and make it your own too. Also check out my Instagram at thefromscratchbody and my YouTube channel, The From Scratch Body, for lots of food inspiration that you can totally recreate yourself. Remember, cook from scratch and your body will thank you. See you next week.